Hey there, listeners. Tasha and I were discussing, we have so many podcasts, so much great content, you know, 80 to 90 episodes already. And we want to thank you so much for tuning in. And we also decided, you know, maybe we need to go back to the basics and start with something um, that's kind of step one. And so this episode is simply called How to Buy a House. Tune in. Thanks for tuning in to the Realtor Moms podcast. I'm Tasha. And I'm Jamie. We're full-time realtors in the Fargo-Moorhead and surrounding areas and admittedly average moms. This is how we sell homes. And try to keep our kids alive. Hey everybody, thanks so much for tuning in to the Realtor Moms podcast today. Tasha and I are going to talk about the buying process. Yes. How do you buy a home? Right. How do you buy a house? Like, so we're not going to get into a lot of the deep details on what you're looking for in a home specifically. We're more going to talk about the process involved with um, where do you even begin? And then at what point do you get to actually see the houses? When do you sign paperwork, et cetera, et cetera? Yes. So all yeah. that right here. So we're kicking it right off. Um, step one, find a great realtor. Yes. Find a realtor. Work with us. I <laughs> great. mean, we're great. We've got that covered for you. Yes. We're, yeah, you're <laughs> listening to us. Here we are. But, you know, the second step, and really it could be first or second, because this yep. can go yep. hand in hand, but find a great lender. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, find someone that's willing to assist you with the process, someone you feel comfortable with, someone that so will important. properly run numbers so you feel as comfortable yeah. as you can in this process. Take heed if you feel like someone is saying you're approved for way mm-hmm. more than you thought you were or way less than you thought you were. I mean, go with your gut. Find somebody that you really feel comfortable with. Um, because your lender is a huge part of this process. They're yes. incredibly important people when you're we buying or borrowing money. We hand anyway. in hand with all of the yes. mortgage lenders. I mean, that's just how this yep. works. You need both both sides to make this mm-hmm. you know move along seamlessly. And so. like in a lot of other industries, um, you know people within the industry know a lot of other people within the industry. So maybe you are ready to come and chat with us. Uh, you have no idea where to go for a lender. We've got some great, great resources. Yeah, resources. And yes. lots of options too. If you're looking for somebody with specific experience in specific things or who specializes, um, don't be afraid to ask us. Yes, we can point you in the right direction. Yeah. Okay, what's, what happens after that? So say so you've got a realtor, you've got a lender, now what? Well... This isn't on our list, but it's right before. And mm-hmm. I like to do what's called what I call buyer consults. I figured you were going to go there. Yes. I love <laughs> doing buyer consults. I want to sit part. down yeah. with my buyers. I want to explain mm-hmm. the process. I want to talk about terminology, um, what this looks like, yeah. what they can expect. Right. I also want to sit down with my MLS system mm-hmm. and really go through with my clients, you know, with my buyers, what, you know, what they're looking for in a home yeah. and that we're doing it together and really creating that list of homes to look at together. Right. And we can really talk through so much information. And I find that when I do mm-hmm. my buyer consults with my buyers, that we can cut that time frame down with looking significantly. Sure, that search period. Correct. Because you've honed in on what they're looking for, because you've met them in person. Yes. You've looked at some listings together, gotten their feedback. Sometimes it's even nice, like we'll pull up some listings when you're sitting here in the office with us and, you, and we'll think, oh, this is going to be a winner. And then while we're looking through it or talking about the details, our buyer will say, oh, well, I wanted to make sure I got air conditioning. Just a random example. Oh, well, we didn't know that was part of your criteria. 
so glad that we sat here together with you so that if that is an absolute must have, we can work that into the selection criteria and not bother with homes that don't have it or put those kind of lower on the list and let you know, hey, this is a concession that you might need to make if you like this house. Um, because we'll have an idea of what your priorities are. Correct. And so it's it's incredibly mm-hmm. helpful. Yeah. But Anything from the direction it faces to the way the driveway is <laughs> comes up to the house. I mean, there's all, all kinds of details. All kinds that of details that can maybe, really factor in. Yeah, maybe important to you that aren't on some, you know, generic fill-in-the-blank uh artificial search online. Correct. We, we really want to know more about what makes you tick and what would make you happy in a house. Correct. You know, is it that you really need four bedrooms or is it that you need three bedrooms in an office exactly. space? Yeah. You know, those are things that we really are trying to uncover as we're sitting down with our buyers. Totally. Um, but really, after I complete my buyer mm-hmm. consult and really get to know my client in a, you know, in a better way, yeah. then it's time to start the fun part. We're looking at homes. We're looking at houses. We're looking at houses and we're rolling our homes right. in and out, you know. Try to keep it fun. Try to keep it memorable. You know, I know. <laughs> Not I, too memorable. <laughs> well, you, you you have people name homes. I know oh, yeah. you do. And I do yep. too. Um, but really, this is this is part of, this is the fun part of it. Mm-hmm. Really, it is. Um, but, you know, to keep this moving along at a steady pace. Yes. Yeah. So um, let's say you find the right yeah. thing. Okay. Yeah. You've shown them. Uh, how many? Okay. I get this question a lot. Maybe you get it too. How many houses do people see on average before they make an offer? <laughs> and we've talked about this in a past episode. Yeah. Yes, yeah. we have. Um, so how do you answer that question? I'd say generally 50-50 in terms of... She didn't mean 50 houses. 50 She's houses. She's getting to it. No, Just, no. Hey, hold 50-50 <laughs> in terms of the first house they buy they want to make an offer on. The versus, first house they visit, you mean? Yep, the first okay. house they visit, which yep. I, of course, try to get them into other homes. Right. Um, so they have a criteria or so they have a, um, a bank of houses to compare it to. Yes. But I do find that my... Mine, I would say somewhere between five, five to seven, maybe ten homes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is generally what we walk through. Sure, give or take, and it you know keep in mind each client is a little different. But how many times totally. do they go back to the first home? 50 percent, I would say. Okay, yep. I I talk about that sometimes too. I say it's the the house that got you off the couch, right? Yes, it's the, the house one that, got you that off the couch. Yeah, was the catalyst to you making that phone call to just thinking, oh my gosh, maybe we should look into buying a house, or maybe, I should think about moving. Or maybe that's whatever. the one that gets people out. Yeah. So look at an open house. So provided that that house is still available by the time you know some of these other pieces fall into place, which don't be you know don't Worried be discouraged. Well, yeah, don't be discouraged if it's not available and also don't be discouraged thinking that this process can take a super long time in some cases it does but in a lot of cases it can move very quickly oh yeah we can get you pre-approved with a lender or at least in communication with a lender really really quickly and these these folks are very very responsive and so yeah don't hesitate just because you think it's going to take a long time give us a call it probably won't take as long as you think. There are some lenders that even work on weekends. So yeah. that's another thing. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe the, maybe their information isn't online, but we know yeah. lenders that do work on right. weekends. So. so let's say they found the house they want to write an offer. Yes. Yay. I would put the next step on the list is completing mm-hmm. that mortgage application. Okay. That's so you've written an offer. Let's talk. Wait, let's go back to writing an offer. Like another question I get a lot is how long does the seller have to respond to our offer? That's a tough one. <laughs> That's a tough one. That's definitely a tough one because unless you put a time limit mm-hmm. in, 
it could be indefinite. Yeah. But, you know, you can put a time limit in. I generally, I guess one way that I guide my clients, which Mm -hmm. can be different from Jamie, I'm not even sure on this. Can't wait to hear what she's about to say. Uh, But what I generally (laughs) tell people is don't put in a time limit. But let's say we find that it's taking a long time. Yeah. Then you can enact a time limit. You totally. know, after the fact. And that's almost the exact same thing as I do. Um, we talk about that, like, especially if we think it's going to be a hot property or it's brand new to the market, we got a first look and we want to snap it up and take it off the market. That's um, not how it works. Well, it, it, <laughs> not generally. You have to, if you're going to do that, if you're going to jump into a property that's, you know, you're kind of getting in right away. The hot commodity property. Yeah. If it's priced correctly, then you're probably going to be, be competing. Making, well, and you're probably going to be making a really a, um, aggressive offer, meaning a really attractive offer to those sellers. You know, if it's an overpriced home and you just got to throw something in there and it's only been on the market for a few hours and you're coming in really low, well, you know, at least we tried. But um, when we are potentially assuming we may be competing, then I get that question. Like, should we put in a timeline so they have to respond to us? Well, the important thing to know is if you do that, if you say this offer expires tomorrow at two o'clock, it really does. It really does expire. Even you don't get those, to come back. Yeah, even if those sellers want to accept your offer at 215, they they cannot. That contract is no longer valid. So I do kind of what Tasha does. I say, you know what, I'm just gonna, we're gonna stay in contact with the selling agent, the seller's agent. Listing and agent. if you get tired of waiting, then we can say, listen, I'm going to have to pull this offer in so much time if we don't hear back from you. And then we go ahead and we make that decision at that time. Correct. So, but yeah, okay, so we made an offer and the offer's accepted. Yay, now what? Yeah, now, yes, now what? That's, (laughs) you know, making sure that you're completing everything for the mortgage application that you have already started with your, when you were shopping for lenders. Yes. So that's... of course, this doesn't apply if you're cash... If you're buying with cash, great. You can skip this part. But um, a lot of our buyers are using mortgage financing. Yes. So you need to get in there or at least get in contact with your mortgage financing or loan officer. um, Let them know what you bought and start some paperwork. Correct. Mm -hmm. And, you know, many times... I most I would say 99% of the time I'm sending mm-hmm. the minute that we have an accepted offer I'm sending yeah. over that app, uh, that contract that purchase agreement to the lender on yep. you know for my clients on their behalf yeah so they have it in their you know in their email ready to yep. go and w- ready to get working on it with you exactly. uh, or with the buyer to move things along quickly yeah. and so. if you if rates are bouncing around a little bit we want to make sure that the lender gets that purchase agreement ASAP so that they can advise you on locking a rate waiting, or waiting or however whichever way you need to go with that mm-hmm. so um after visiting after, with your mortgage lender then what well you and i differ a little bit on this but i'll oh. I'll, I'll take the lead on this the way that you do it sure oh <laughs> it don't matter <laughs> some of this stuff is, is it, dependent on it, your agent depending on the your agent steps, but yeah. the next step i know you talk about um you bring up, you know, finding and bringing up and talking to homeowners insurance sure. agents yeah. and kind of getting that process started. Mm-hmm. I talk about you needing it when we're writing the purchase agreement. Yeah. But yeah. I really put that into place at a, at, at a next step. But go into a homeowner's insurance a little bit, Jamie. Well, just that when your mortgage lender is trying to prepare you with 
estimates of how much this house is going to cost you per month, how much cash you're going to have to bring to the closing table. I like them to be able to have the information about your mortgage and or sorry, your homeowner's insurance so that they have those prices. Prices, yes. Yeah. So my next step after speaking with your mortgage lender is to speak with your homeowner's insurance um, associate or agent. And if again, just like mortgage people, we can definitely give you some recommendations right. for yeah. some great insurance Names. agents too recommendations mm -hmm. we can help we know people yeah. but yeah you don't necessarily have to do that step you don't right have to do that step either. in Tasha that moment either i do it a little yeah. different i bring it up during the purchase agreement time to start talking about it um mm -hmm. but it you know i really get you know i really that's i guess maybe not nagging but when the time starts is is after this next step which mm -hmm. after we have an accepted offer can you complete your mortgage application yeah. it would be um completing the home inspection yeah. that's the next step that i go by and really try to focus right. on and um, that's a crucial one because it has a defined timeline time when when you make an offer that is contingent upon a home inspection correct and if that's the case it's whatever is written into the purchase agreement mm -hmm. for the time frame but in you know the contracts in our area how it works is we have that time frame to complete the inspection or any and all other supplicant supplicant um you know yeah. home inspections uh you know what if you are testing for radon yeah. what if you're doing a sewer line scope mm -hmm. what if you're doing air quality testing for mold you know those are the types of inspections we're talking about yes. uh, but within that time frame at least with how our contracts are written um we would then my buyers mm -hmm. would have that time to waive the inspection contingency they would have that time frame to negotiate repairs or they have that time frame to cancel out of the contract right. so with that being said you know that's that next step and it's a very important piece to the uh to the process oh for sure but after that is when i usually tell people okay if you haven't done this yet now is time to contact the yeah. homeowner's insurance uh your homeowner's cool. insurance agent and getting that all set up yep so and again with the home inspection we have contacts that we can refer to you if you've got somebody in mind you want to bring dad or you know cousin bob whatever to your home inspection that is totally fine and that's a great time to bring anybody that uh that you feel is essential to your your decision making process um but always take this stuff with a grain of salt like for example, I'm just going to use parents as an example. We love our buyer's parents. We want to make sure that they're comfortable too, or you know, they're happy for their kid who's buying a house or whatever. And sometimes this is the opposite. Sometimes it's the kids of the buyer, the adult children of the buyer exactly. that come and they have uh, they have some really important feelings about what their family member is purchasing. What we need to keep in mind and what we try to explain to those um, guests at the home inspection is if they haven't been along on the search journey, they don't have a lot of, um, you know, uh, what am I trying to say here? They, they don't have a lot a of A very good scope yeah, of what of, we've been looking at so far. Of the scope of options. That's a great way yeah. to put it. Yeah. So um, keep that in mind too. And we'll, we'll try to help you with that. But... You know, yeah. keep in mind, if you have a family member that you want involved, say, during the inspection process... Why bring don't we to the search. bring them through yeah. the search so that way they're <laughs> along for the ride and they know what yes. all the homes or a large portion of the homes we've been yeah. walking through and what does that look like? Right. I don't think that um, these other family members are ever trying to sabotage our buyers, you know, They're looking out for your best progress. interest, of course, but maybe yes. they haven't seen, you know, they don't if have you a have context for it. 
Yeah, they don't have a context for context for what mm-hmm. we've been looking at and why this one rose to the top of the list. Exactly. So, so keep that in mind. Um, but yeah, home inspection time frame. Let's assume that everything went great, whether we negotiated something for a repair or a replacement or said, no, this house is perfect. We can move forward and waive any um, other contingencies related to home inspection. What happens after that? Well, at that point, an appraisal will take place. Yeah. Yeah. Which that's ordered from your mortgage lender. <laughs> yes. And you as the buyer don't buy by autom- any automatic stance anyway, get to go along for that appraisal. For the appraisal. No. Um, the appraisers make their own appointment. They usually don't even contact the buyer's agent to do it. They contact the listing, listing agent, agent to make to, that appointment. Uh, go, you know, mm-hmm. take, a, take some time to walk through the home, yep. uh, take photos and, you know, they're actually pretty quick through it and but then be. they yeah. but they can be but then they complete their report after the fact in front of their computer kind of like what we do when we do our market evaluations sure. yeah and then they submit that uh to be reviewed by the underwriter at the mortgage company right so right and the purpose of the appraisal is to verify for the bank that the money that the, this buyer is borrowing um, is appropriately allocated towards this purchase. So whether it's to verify that the price is, is the right price, the appraiser agrees that the house is worth that much, or you know the condition is okay, that the bank is in agreement on condition and the rules for what needs to be, you know, in what kind of condition for the property, that's kind of what the appraiser does. If you're an appraiser and you're listening to this, we know you do a lot more. We're just kind of touching on the... <laughs> on the bare basics yes, of what on the bare you basics. do. From the uh, realtor's perspective, they are very important people. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're sucking up a little. <laughs> or I should say Jamie's sucking up a yeah, little. Yeah, <laughs> just me, apparently. So be nice. No, um, okay, so let's say we are through the appraisal process. And everything goes swimmingly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I think it's important to note, too, that your lender will generally tell you, the buyer, about the progress of the appraisal. Um, like, hey, yes, the pr- appraiser has been to the house and the report is in and everything is fine. They give you that information. They don't necessarily give, give us that, that information, information first. So yes. you can always reach out to us and we can check in on that for you. But if you're like, oh, my realtor hasn't told me about my appraisal yet, it's partly because we don't really know until you tell us that it's in. You tell us <laughs> or if you have a lender that does tell us yeah. or if you're Some like the lenders me are great. Yeah. who bug Lots the lenders to tell me where we're at yeah. with the process. Yeah. I, 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 I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm a pain. No, that's all good. But, <laughs> but yeah, so keep an eye on your email and things like that because you may be the first to know about uh, the appraisal and yep. its progress. Um, but then from there, mm-hmm. um, it depends on the realtor and how they want to approach this. But, you know, there's notifying others, uh, contacting utility yeah. companies. I, I would say I usually tell people probably the week of closing. Sure. I know you, Jamie, tell people, okay, you know, the day before closing, yep. you know, contact the utility companies, put put that information into your yeah. name. But, you know, that just what depends on how, you know, how each realtor approaches things. Yeah. So, and what we're talking about is calling your electric utility company, water, sewer, garbage, your Gas. internet, cable. Yep. So, uh, and... Also, you know, eventually you're going to be changing and forwarding your mail, mail most likely. You know. So um, you're going to need to do that on the property you're moving to, right? And proper, probably also the property you're, you're moving, moving from. away from. So yeah, that can take a, a little bit of time. Um, and our office is so fabulous. We'll send you a list of the companies to call. So you don't even have to go on a search looking for them. Yep, we'll exactly. We'll get you that information. We'd love to help you with that. Perfect. So. 
after that, the next step is receiving that final closing disclosure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that is the final numbers. They cannot change. And, that, you know, everything up until that point is an estimate. But keep yep. in mind, these yep. are the final numbers for closing. What do you right. need to bring? What is the cash you need to bring to closing? And I don't mean actual cash. It's usually a, uh, a, yeah, that's a, good point. a cashier's <laughs> check or no, wiring of the funds. No big briefcases full of right. $100 bills. <laughs> Like you don't get to feel like a, you know, get to feel like that big man on campus, <laughs> yeah. you know, not not this time around. Cashier's check or wiring of the funds. Right, right. So, but yeah, so you'll get a statement. It's kind of like a receipt and you're going to see exactly what everything cost that um, was part of the process of purchasing. And like Tasha kind of alluded to way early on when we're on like step three or so, um, in that buyer's meeting is, is one of our opportunities to tell you the points of this process that are going to cost you some money. Like hiring the inspector is a cost of the buyer that the buyer pays for at the time of the inspection. And that doesn't show up on the closing disclosure. That's no, because you will have paid for that at Already, that time, long yes. before we're, we've gotten to closing day. But, um, you know... The, but some things like an appraisal, well, some lenders charge for appraisals up front. Yep. And versus other ones, maybe put that on your kind of receipt thing that we're talking about on your closing disclosure. And that would be the funds the that weird, you would pay at the time of closing. Yeah. The weird thing is different offices... It, Title companies and agents call it different things. There's closing disclosure. There's all settlement statement. There's all to forms. Yeah, there's a whole lot of words that say the same thing. And what it ultimately is, is a receipt of your transaction and the costs associated with it that are due on closing day. Yes. So that's what the closing disclosure is or the, yes. this last receipt thing. And that, that'll come about two day, three days before closing. Yeah. I believe three days before closing. Minimum is three days before Correct. closing. Generally, it's going to come from your lender and they are going to want you to view it and ask questions about it or make changes or confirm that it's accurate in a pretty short order. So um, when you're about a week from closing, you should be in regular and very close communication with that lender. Exactly. Because that is another timed item. Um, if you spend three, four days looking at this closing disclosure and don't and sign off, sign it, you might not be able to close yeah. on the closing date that was agreed upon there's by a, all sides. Yeah, there's a rule that says they have to give it to you three days at least before closing. So, but your lender's going to be great about communicating that with you and staying on top of you to get that signed. Otherwise, they call us and then we chase you down in the middle of the evening <laughs> and say, "Hello, I need you to check your email in and you know ask if you got questions or sign that." Exactly. <laughs> we don't uh, like nagging people. This is not no, what we like to no, do. But, but we job. will if needed. Yep, it's our job to help keep you on track. Correct. So there's essentially just a couple things left. So we're, we're basically at closing day well, or the day the, before. The day before or closing day. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a very important piece to the process. Do not skip this. Yeah. And that is completing your final walkthrough. Right. You are making sure that the home is in the same condition. Mm-hmm. There's not big holes in the wall. The right. items that have been stated that will be included with the sale are still Good there. Point. Good point. Um, yep. If there are items that were asked to be completed because of the inspection repairs, um, yep. inspection repairs. We're verifying that that was completed, making right. sure appliances are working. Mm-hmm. You know, making sure heating works. You know, just basically whatever you've got. Yeah. Though you can't run the air conditioner in winter. No, that's so, true. So there are things that we do need to check, but we are verifying yep. that the home is in 
in the in the right way to turn over the keys to you so that way you feel comfortable to move right in making sure the house looks the way you expected it to correct because we don't want you to have not seen the house for you know sometimes this process can take a couple months if you wrote the offer in march and now it's june um, and you you're going to go and sign the papers and then buy this house and then walk into it for the first time in three months Yikes. No, we want to get you in there one last time to make sure everything everything pans out, everything looks right, you're comfortable. And then we go to our last item on the list. Which is closing. Closing. Where you get a hand cramp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you are signing lots of documents. Hand cramp. Yeah, it's the hand cramp. But yes. you get you get to sign lots of documents. Uh, go, uh, you sit with a closer and we go yep. you know you we'll go be there too all. we'll be there we're always there mm-hmm. and going over all of the documents with you and yes. you know once everything is officially signed you right. have provided the funds to purchase the home mm-hmm. we get to hand over the keys and you have closed on a home yay, yay. and that's the finish <laughs> line i mean as far as then you get to do the actual heavy lifting yeah the literal heavy lifting literal heavy lifting <laughs> Yes. But then the house is yours. So um, that's kind of the process from starting with calling us to be your realtor and or getting in touch with a great lender who will then refer you to us to be your realtor. (laughs) Uh, Emphasis on the realtor part. No, but from um, just making that first phone call to say, ah, I think I might want to maybe buy a house and I don't know what to do to handing over the keys. We try to dumb it down for you and, and you know, this is the process. Yeah. So we're looking forward to your phone calls, looking forward to helping you take Reach on out. this next step. We'd Thank love you. to hear from you. Thanks so much for listening. If you liked what you hear, you can check out our library of tons more episodes on realtormomspodcast.com. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or just about anywhere you listen to podcasts. And please never hesitate to reach out. We would love to be your realtors. This podcast is produced by Realtor Moms Podcast, Jamie R. Swenson and Tasha Barrett, Park Company Realtors, 4170 41st Avenue South, Fargo, North Dakota.